You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Woo. and Tina Amini. Scoop, hi. And we have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the Stadia launch lineup, Google Stadia. We're going to talk about some new arcade game news that's hot off the presses this morning. What, you ready for this, Sam? You no, because I don't know it yet. I know, but <clears throat> you better be ready for it. It's probably Splatterhouse something. It's not Splatterhouse, <laughs> unfortunately. Sorry to disappoint everybody. But first, let's talk about... What might be my favorite game of the whole year, Star Wars, back? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I haven't walked it back. He came in th- three days ago and said game of the year. Yeah, no, but I said formally he be. hasn't finished it, so he That's has it. to say it might be. Yeah, I have not He's being a good journalist. Yet, but I've played it for about a week now, and whew, I love it. You know why Damon likes this game? Because it's because a lot it's like Wars. Tomb Raider. <laughs> it, it is a lot like Tomb Raider. It's a little it Tomb Raider, it's a little Uncharted, and then apparently a little Dark Souls, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> Will you like kneel and save at points? So yeah, that's really and just enemies it. Respond. <laughs> yeah, that's such yeah. such it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it is very Tomb Raider-y, mm-hmm. but I think it controls like more like an action game, which looks kind of goofy over the shoulder when you're watching somebody play because mm-hmm. they're like, bouncing around like an idiot. But it makes sense for a Jedi to be doing that. But I also bounce it, around like an idiot. It's also I just feel personally more fun. attacked <laughs> because the only time you've watched some well, okay, you've watched other people play. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, E3 you demo. were do- mainly yeah, com- doing combat at the E3 demo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you jumping around like an idiot? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sam and Tina, you're both playing it. Yes. Yeah. Justin hasn't played it yet. No, I'm we'll really tell excited you, to. I'm we'll so excited to it. hear how RPG-like it is. Hmm. Mm. I don't, we were just talking about this. Say it's very RPG. I just, yeah. I, uh, sorry, I don't mean to derail. Sure. What I had heard was that it has a really big, really involved skill tree. 
which I think has, a lot of people I mean, didn't know. It has the skill tree that's pretty much every game released. Yeah. Okay, it's like the, it's we, like, we can move on. It's like sub <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's less of an RPG than Assassin's Creed has yes. become. That's good. So it's like yeah. it, it, everything is RPG like in some way. Yeah. So it falls on the RPG scale. It does somewhere. Yeah. Got These it. are the distinctions we need to make before twenty questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this an RPG, David? <laughs> No, I would not say. <laughs> but you could say it has RPG order. elements. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the greatest things about it. It has all of these like little elements of different games and different genres, and it kind of comes together in a really yeah. cool, cohesive way. Uh, so excited it turned out great. Yeah. We're actually recording this before our review goes up. Uh, Dan is handling the review. I, I don't know what so I don't know what score he's going to come down on, but I know he's very very high on it. Yeah, he's bullish on yeah, it. Yeah, really, um, really good. One thing I like about uh, the. So the combat so far has been frustrating, although I know you solved it when we were at the E3 demo and, and yeah. you got through a bunch of the tough stuff. Um, but right now, it's like I'll have a group of enemies around me and it's actually like tough enough that I'm dying a lot. Mm. So I, I have, I've had moments in Batman Arkham Asylum like that. But what I like about it is that while I'm doing that, you are constantly deflecting uh, shots being shot at you from yeah. far away. Mm. And so that satisfying. feels really good. That's really fun. And, yeah. and it, I know it's because like the lasers are slower than bullets, which is like the <laughs> stupidest thing. <laughs> You can like see, like uh, yeah. me, a human, can see the lasers coming <laughs> at me. I'm just like, yeah. And I feel like really cool, like, you know, like a Jedi doing it. But if that was really how lasers work, then I could probably do that. <laughs> They're just slowing That's it down for the human you, but the Jedi yeah. you mm. in the game actually sees it much you faster. You the whole game's mm. running at, yeah. at, at just, Jedi speed. You can slow things yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. They're how just showing you. What a great That's like a game really design game. challenge where like we have to make these feel like lasers mm-hmm. but be slow yeah. enough to deflect. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other game design challenge too is you have a lightsaber that should be able to Oh, like shit. cut through yeah. most anything, yeah. but there's like really big pots that you yeah. can't break into. But other ones, you if you just doors. walk into them, the they pots break. are okay. No, the really big ones you can't. Oh yeah, well you can't cut through any walls in the game either, yeah. Yeah. Or which doors. would be really yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, you're always like on the other side of like three like metal bars, like yeah. looking through, and it's like you and it has. But like, they actually, let you cut it, some. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They have you like an indication, like later you'll be able to get through here, like Metroid, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're just metal bars. You got it. Yeah. But you are in Jedi Temple, so maybe it's anti-Jedi that's stuff. Yeah, that's so the, the reason. Kids, exactly. So the kids don't mess we it up. figured it out. It's it's made from some you know metal. What's the Mandalorian's metal armor made out of? I don't know. I just watched a whole episode about it. I can't tell you um <laughs> i love hearing how metroidvania e it is or metroid like it is yeah, i guess yeah. we say on this prime show. specific it's more like metroid prime which which the developers yeah. were upfront about that i love how along. there's these multiple planets that are all way more intricate and you know non-linear and, and sort of uh, loopy pathways than people yep. kind of expected that's yep. so unexpected and cool so metroid prime was famous for this big 3d map that you could kind of like see where you needed to go or you haven't hadn't been yet and it's really good and it was like feels like super futuristic and stuff this game has that map but i, I don't know if i'm like like if it's just like because it's less boxy and like more organic it's so hard to use for me right now but you I said think, you wrapped your mind I think the map has a learning curve yeah. uh, that was it was confusing to me at first but now I'm used to it and I can I know if there's something on the map that I want to get to, I can usually get to it. Now. And you can, I love how the robot, uh, BD1? BD1. Yeah. BD1, so uh, pr- sorry, droid, uh, projects yeah. <laughs> the map in real time. It's yeah. like in Dead Space when you have like your, your health pack is just like lights on, yeah. your, on your armor. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this game where like BD's doing the work or like BD's the flashlight. You know, and that's I love true. that. And that's also, he's also like your health bar on your back. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's so cool. Like Dead Space did yeah. back in the day. Um, and also a tip uh, since BD1 is projecting your map in real time, it doesn't pause the game. You can still be attached yes. while you're looking oh, at the map. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just a little Learn pro that tip the hard way. Yeah. Okay. So if there's giant rats around, <laughs> yeah. don't look at your Run map. for your life. Is yeah. your, I don't want any story spoilers. No. But like, the rats kill you. Is your, <laughs> kill your rats. Viciously. Yeah. Uh, it's a big threat to a Jedi. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you, is, do you, is your character cool? 
I think like, so. He's like likable. It's like yeah. he's, he's not like super. Like, I think every other character is better. <laughs> I mean, he's just like he's like a pretty vanilla hero, just, but it doesn't bother me. I like, will say this: there like are him. some really funny moments. I forget mm-hmm. what it was. What was one of the early comments? Oh, because he's um, um, trash, but not yeah, yeah, exactly. Trash. Like they're like, no trash is allowed here, or something, mm-hmm. and he makes a joke about how he's actually trash. Oh, so there's like these little funny, uh, cute, like goofy moments yeah. that he just make him more likable. That's another thing that I've heard just around the office is that, um, it, you know, that doesn't come through in the trailers at all. Mm-hmm. It just seems like incredibly generic. And I've heard like, oh, this game has better writing and, you know, dialogue than I expected. Yeah. You know, oh, what's yeah. surprising to me and, and this is not a spoiler. He's just really young. So it's like yeah. all the characters that are interesting around him are adults and he just doesn't, you know, know a lot and doesn't do a lot because he's like a teenager. So I think they, they don't, they didn't do a good job of establishing that outside the game. But now that I'm in the game, I'm like, Oh, he's just yeah. like, he like his whole, he's just a kid. Yeah. I've, and I've it, come to a decision. I'm going to play it. That's good. I'm, nice. I'm, I think you're going to be happy with your, it's with the that first, choice. I've been joking on scoop for weeks about how I don't play anything but Apple arcade, <laughs> yeah. but that's just, you know, I wasn't interested in call of duty and wasn't interested in death stranding. So this, yeah. this is the one, this is the one. Me. Yeah. Even if you don't like him, BD one's the main character. I mean, like it's, it's <laughs> BD's in every scene. Well, steals every scene. Yeah. Yes. I was. I was you can saying, also uh, like hit down down on the D pad. Yeah. yeah. To just make him like beep boop at you. Any, oh. any interactions. It's Sometimes really he'll do it's a little like, how dance. How you doing, BD one? Oh. Or he'll like scrabble. There's a lot of things. that yeah. BD does, and uh, BD's cat sized, so it's like that's very different for the Star Wars universe. So like BD can like just get off your back and just run away, and, and, and like if you get too far away, like get over here, hmm. and stuff like that. It's really cute and just like really nimble and fast. And then I love how just in every cutscene, BD's looking, and there's always a reaction for every single thing. Perfect droid companion. Yep. When is you remind me when this is set in Star Wars lore? After uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's there's a lot of after good, Order sixty six. That, that's like. Mandalorian too, right? Like yeah, the Jedi. Well, I've been hunted. I thought Mandalorian no, after, after Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, there's these two gaps in Star Wars lore, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Hmm. Um, the villain is really cool. The main villain is awesome. The second, second sister. sister. Yeah, I really like her. Uh, it's true. There's a lot has been talked about how there's no dismemberment of the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I still think the combat feels good, and they they're they're very often throwing enemies at you that you can dismember droids and creatures. One thing you do to the, the stormtroopers and other things is that sometimes your lightsaber just like leaves like a molten trail mm-hmm. and it looks really cool. You like see yeah. up the leg of like a, yeah. a, star, a stormtrooper. It looks painful. You could just imagine they're like severed on the inside and yeah. the suit is just <laughs> yeah, covering maybe the it. suit is just holding them yeah. together. The yeah. dismemberment. They got soldered in the process. That's <laughs> so what happens. Gross. None of that stuff bothers me. Like, I, you know, it's Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like it's a family. I it know is, the game's not rated E. But it is like, ultimately a family but, franchise. But did you know that every animal, in the, this is not a joke, Every animal in the game, you can just completely cut in half. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the, the anthropomorphic characters do not get severed. I mean, okay. ultimately, I could, it doesn't matter because like, no one dies either. Because every time you save, everybody respawns. Yeah. So yeah, there's actually true. no death in Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. That's true. I cut an R two unit in half. Straight down. <laughs> Did you really? Straight How down the middle. You? Droids too, huh? <laughs> straight down the middle. Aw, what do he do to you? Uh, he was about to alert the enemies to my presence. Oh well, that's fair then. Yeah. yeah. So he's an evil R2. I also yeah. really like the exploration. Like the, yep. It shows you a percentage of the planet that mm-hmm. you've um, mm-hmm. managed to explore. And you don't have to explore all of it. It's just you'll get more chests and you'll get more like little Love story it. elements that give Love you XP. It. Yeah. So you can like level up faster if you go that way. And yeah. there is the map, which is super confusing. And I imagine we'll wrap our heads around it at some point. Yeah, but I think it's a learning curve. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. a learning curve. But even without, like I don't mind not using the map and just going mm-hmm. towards where my instincts tell me to go because I can see like, 
that looks like a dead end. I'll investigate that first. Then I'll go down this other path that I've already identified. And I love yeah. that feeling. Yeah. It's definitely not like a structured game, which feels good. Like it's, it's yeah. not normally structured. So it's, a, it's like the passages and the ways you get around are completely different than other games. And I think, although you great. are going planet to planet, like Damon, you're a I little bit the, further. The than story us. beats are like, will lead you to the next planet. Right. Usually yeah. does that switch up at any point? You're pretty much going ship planet, explore ship. You, planet, you return explore. to planets, which yeah. is, which is a good yeah. way to uh, get you to do more exploration into right. areas that you missed out on. The first. That's right. so great. I'm like so glad it turned out good. Yeah. It sounds very much like a Justin yeah. game. And I also, I mean, yeah. I guess maybe we shouldn't have been surprised because that team, you know, respawn. Yeah. yeah. They haven't made a bad game yet. Well, right? yeah. Like Titanfall two had this amazing, one of the best shooter campaigns ever. Yeah. Um, you know, and then apex turned out really great. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise, but they're yeah. also just really stretching themselves with this product. So. It's too yeah. much star Wars baggage is what it was. And then maybe and then not the best trailers, honestly. I agree. Like the game, EA. like people are yes. suspicious of yes. EA. Right. And, and also EA nobody and wants to like an EA game. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to and like EA, EA with or Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a wow. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's like this strikes me as the same as a game like God of War or Spider Man, where like part of why I'm so excited about it is like we're probably like in three years there'll be a Fallen Order too, right? Like, how can they even so. build on this and evolve? EA it? might like, not be making it. <clears throat> good oh. if, they, if they don't get off their butt and just get going. Um, man, how many ten years? years is I was all. gonna say, how many years are they into their ten years? Um, yeah, I forget. I think it's like. I think it started in 2013. But point being something that comes out the first entry in something that's confident and awesome from mm-hmm. the start, like, you know, not to jump ahead or not enjoy what's right in front of you, but then it's just exciting to understand that like, oh, well maybe they're going to continue improving on this demo. Like maybe Star Wars games have a good future after all and not this like doomed, devastating mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Speaking of doomed, devastated things, uh, the Jedi are, and like, yeah. there's no way this character is going to survive. <laughs> Like, I, that's the whole plot of Star Wars. They're all gone. <laughs> that's why. That's why I asked in yeah. the lore. Like, I don't really care that much about Star Wars lore. Just like watch the content, enjoy it. But like, you know, you mentioned a cat like droid. It's like where'd they go? Why are we stuck with gonk droids? Because we've seen <laughs> like, the ones later. Yeah, they're hiding. Yeah. They decided we don't deserve them. Yeah, they're just so little. Yeah, it is kind of like the droids. I think that fix the pod racers, but those are mm. earlier on. What about the ones on the Death Star? The, the ones that go. The one yeah. that's just like a little toaster on the ground. Yeah. It's clearly a remote control car with a, with a toaster on it. <laughs> but they're cat size. Anyway, I'm super into Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Like I said, might be my game of the year. We'll see. When I, I expect I'll finish it by the, uh, by the time we uh, record next week's episode. Um, but Sam and Tina, you are also both enjoying it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't wait to finish it. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Uh, Justin's going to check it out. We got to move on, though. Let's move on. It's one of two music tracks in Back to the Future on NES. There's just two? Just two. This one wow. and a really fast version of Johnny Be Good. <laughs> really? That's it. Yeah. Wow. Where we're going. Really milking it. Yeah. We don't need music. <laughs> uh, okay, so less than 10 days before the launch of Google Stadia, they finally revealed the launch day lineup of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 games. Uh, a quarter of which are Tomb Raider games, mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. So there's some like really good games in here, but it's nothing, hardly anything new. Yeah. Uh, there's one exclusive that's a small uh, indie game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's about it. So anyway, the list is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, which is actually free uh, uh, to the uh, founders, members, Guilt which is G-Y-L-T, that's the uh, Tequila Works uh, uh, indie game. Just Dance 2020, Kine, another platformer, or another puzzle game. Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, the new one, Thumper, and then the Tomb Raider, the modern Tomb Raider trilogy, Tomb Raider, Rise of, and Shadow of, The. Did you watch a trailer for Guilt? Mm-mm. It's like a... It's- 
it's like little kids, like, you know, really spooky, like kind of horror exploration thing, but it has mm-hmm. like a very, I'm not using this pejoratively, uh, mm-hmm. uh, European art style. So it's like, mm-hmm. it might not be for everybody. Like the art style. I, I think it looks terrible, oh, okay. but, but well, the game looks fun. It's just like the <laughs> characters just look like, you know, yeah. Walls and grommet or something. Um, so it's interesting. It's like, there's some like great, you know, phenomenal even games in there, but they're all older games. Yeah. You know, nothing new. I, I, it's, oh. it, did you notice like Mortal Kombat and Destiny are like two pretty intense well, games that have to run really well. Yeah, especially online. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you could guess you could play even, heck, even offline doesn't even exist for that game now. So it's like, it's got to work really well. Yeah. yeah. It feels more like a testing ground and also just sort of prestige plays like Red Dead Redemption two. That's pretty fancy. To That's have on really Stadia. fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's more opening up the door for what Google could do with a lot of publishers, developers that they have these clear relationships with. But yeah, I mean, everyone who's going to play those games has probably already played those games. I imagine. Yeah. Red Dead two will be a interesting case. Cause if Stadia works the way they promise it will, you'll be able to experience that on the highest end PC settings. Yeah, like without it will be a high the best PC. looking version yeah. of Red Dead mm-hmm. on so, your phone. Yeah, like so we'll your... see. And I wonder if it is the version on PC technically because that has different content in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it must be extra yeah, maps. I think and it stuff. must be, be yeah. cool to know that. Yeah, um, but of course, this you know, the only people that are going to be using Stadia this holiday season are the people that pre-purchased the Founders bundle, or, or there's a, a second bundle that they uh, mm-hmm. announced uh, a few months ago. So it's like this: is, I still maintain that the, the the ideal, the main audience for Google Stadia will be the people that sign up for the free option, right? Yes. And then they'll be able to access these games without paying for an expensive console. There's very and that's coming later. Very little reason to be buying a bundle and paying a monthly subscription fee and paying sixty dollars for Assassin's Creed exactly. Odyssey yeah. in fall twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's another uh, important point to keep in mind. You also have to buy the games. It is not, and I know we've said this before, but it's still such a common misconception. Mm-hmm. This is not Netflix for games. You have to yep. buy the games. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. I wonder why it isn't the fall swath of games. Like there's just there's just Jedi well, and stuff like that that would have been oh a I know natural fit there. Even like Borderlands three isn't here at launch. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, and it would make sense yeah. if this were a subscription service. Yeah. it would make sense to hold them back. But mm-hmm. since they're charging $60, why wouldn't EA not want their $60 titles on Stadia? Yeah. Maybe they don't want to put a bad, you know, maybe they want to see does the tech work and they don't want to present the games in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are just the games that are available on launch day. There's supposed to be more coming by, before the end of the year. Well, I wanted to really like, you know, know the games. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care so much about consoles and tech and stuff like that. I just want to know what games are on it. And unfortunately I played most of these games. So not a whole lot of reason for me to check this out. I know. Yeah. It is sort of alarming too that we didn't know the launch lineup until, until days yeah, just before. days before yeah. yeah exactly so it's a little concerning like how hot is this coming like mm-hmm. how how on top of the launch are they yeah I'm really interested about Red Dead like when we get yeah. this hooked up in the office and can look at it I really that's the game that I think mm-hmm. I'm most interested in seeing yeah that mm-hmm. and Assassin's Creed for me um, Assassin's Creed games that are a little bit more animation heavy and you know Red Dead <laughs> particularly at launch was criticized for being sluggish but like that may work in Stadia's favor, whereas a game like Mortal Kombat 11 may yep. introduce latency that makes it feel uh, inferior to a more traditional version of it. Whereas I think something like Assassin's Creed or Red Dead could perform really, uh, you know, could be a lot more positive experience. Sure. We'll see Red Dead on PC. You can see bear claw marks and trees. So mm-hmm. obviously it's the better experience. <laughs> yeah, obviously. For sure. Yes. 
Uh, let's hear from one of our listeners that is excited for Stadia. This is Garrett from Dublin, Ireland, but he now lives in Cleveland, Ohio. Says, uh, I've been listening to the show since 2008. Whoa. I guess it's fair to say that I enjoy the show. To be honest, <laughs> I feel like we're pals. I know that most of you guys aren't enthusiastic about Stadia, aren't really sure who it's for. I thought I might give you my perspective as someone who is excited for the service. I'm a 39-year-old father of a one-year-old with another baby on the way. Congrats. Congrats. I love games. Uh, didn't waste any time on the second one. I love games, <laughs> and my first console was an Atari 2600 that I got for Christmas in 1986. Oof. That's late. Yeah. (laughs) That was the year that the NES was released widely, and he got an Atari 2600. The bargain bins are real good that year (laughs) for Atari games. You probably bought like 600 games that that fall. I've had a console every generation, but I passed on the PS4 and Xbox One because these days I don't get to game enough to really justify the cost of a new console. Mm. I do have a Switch because I love Nintendo. I can use it in handheld mode while my wife watches reality TV. However, there are AAA games that I want to play that aren't available to me, obviously. If Stadia works as advertised, it could be the perfect solution for me. I can play the one or two AAA games like Cyberpunk that I'm excited for and have time for each year without paying for expensive hardware that gathers dust most of the time. I can also play on multiple screens so I don't have to commandeer the TV. I haven't traded in a game in years, rarely go back to them after I've finished them, so I've come to look at games as something that I pay to play and experience rather than a disc that I purchase and own. For me, the fact that I won't own my games on Stadia isn't an issue. So maybe I am the person Stadia is aimed at. I want to play games in the way that is most convenient for me, and I'm not concerned about building a game collection. Those are my thoughts. Thanks for many years of top quality content and coverage. Keep it up. I'll keep listening. It was an okay Irish accent. That was Just okay. <laughs> it was a really good Ohio, Ohio accent. Yeah, that's what I was going for. But, you know. A Midwestern accent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but aren't there other services that do that? Like what? Just the services you can subscribe to on Xbox or PlayStation? But you still have to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. Yeah. That's what he's trying he to do. He doesn't want to commit to one of the consoles. How, how, much wanna... is, how much is that cheap Xbox? 150 bucks. Oh, yeah. So the Black Friday deal for the Xbox One Sad Edition is actually pretty great. But it's not just the Sad, it's any Xbox One S. Uh, but I think it's only the Sad that gets that low to mm-hmm. 150. They're all They're saying Sad okay. over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but, you great. know, regardless, there's actually a really baller ass PS4 bundle that mm-hmm. comes with God of War Horizon and The Last of Us for 200 bucks. Okay. Are you guys trying to sell us consoles now? Well, no, I mean... What's it going to take to get you into this console? (laughs) The the cheaper... I think I'll stick with Stadia. (laughs) The cheaper these consoles get, the harder time Stadia has justifying its existence. That's totally true, especially Mm -hmm. with the streaming services. That's true. You know, and and there's a monthly fee, of course, associated. But I want to to point out that Xbox One S deal is cheaper than a Nintendo Switch Lite. Much cheaper. It's crazy. We, you know, I've been been really positive on Stadia on Scoop in the past, and I actually agree with Garrett. We're like, I also don't particularly care about... About building a game library anymore and you're, you're just paying to experience you know the art that someone made so it's like i i, I understand that perspective a lot um I, I think its launch lineup is underwhelming and i think the economics of the service i'm really thrown off by having to buy the games at the same yeah. price as if you just buy the game yeah um i i i don't agree with that i think it's a mistake mm. well I uh, like i can't wait to hear how the internet uh, situation is in Ohio. If you're in a big city, I'm sure it'll be fine. And, uh, you know, if you're living a little bit in the countryside, really like, for you. Like just to go back to the console example, like let's say you, you don't want to buy a console. You only want a stadia. Mm-hmm. You still have to buy a controller, which is not cheap, yeah. you know? Um, so at that point, if you include the cost of the controller and the cost of the $150 Xbox one S or the $200 PS4 that comes with really desirable games, like that's already a 40, 50, $60 controller. Yeah. And yeah, that's the, like half the price of the Xbox One deal, yep. the Xbox One S. So it's like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, but I also think, you know, there's going to be next-gen consoles next year. Mm-hmm. Stadia will run those next-gen games. So, yeah. you know, maybe it stacks up super favorably when you can play mm-hmm. some really, really gorgeous next-gen game that costs $500 on, you know, you have to buy a $500 box or you can do it on Stadia. Then suddenly it all flips on its head. But this fall, I think it's a really challenging proposition. Yeah, I think so too. Also dependent on like how windowed some of those releases are. Are they like the same date as they come out on consoles, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if there's, a, if there's a really, really high profile third-party game that's on Stadia the same day as PS5 and, and the next Xbox, like then suddenly that's very attractive. Yeah. All right. Stadia is out uh, November 19th and we will have a review on IGN. Now it's time for an important update. I was playing Final Fantasy two mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. and American Final yeah, Fantasy two or four, uh, the American two released as Final Fantasy two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, much to my surprise, you can, uh, proceed through dialogue with the D pad in that game. Ooh. Just like we were talking about a few weeks ago, the guy wrote in, he was concerned. He playing dialogue, heavy games and snacking while gaming. It's mm. hard to do both. Cause when you're pressing the X button or the A button Amen. to proceed, <laughs> I just want to point it out. Final Fantasy II figured this, that out. This wasn't in the show notes. A long time ago. That's right, because we if I had been, you would have cut it. <laughs> it's true. So whoever that was, check out Final Fantasy II. <laughs> Please email uh, gamescoop at IGN.com with more games that use the D-pad to advance dialogue. How so far topical. In, yeah. How far into the 80-hour Final Fantasy II did you get? Uh, an un-hour. <laughs> Because, okay. uh, you know, I've got a lot of games on that. So Kane did some jumps. There was the airship sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it opens up with an airship sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There is interesting arcade news today. Taito. So first of all, some context. There's an arcade convention happening in Florida this week where arcade manufacturers reveal new games. Why is that so funny? I just, I thought you were going to explain what arc like some context. <laughs> arcade, arcade games. <laughs> uh, Taito. Uh, unveiled a new game called Gun Arena, and it's it it's a like a shooting gallery game, like a light gun game. Nope, airsoft pellets. <laughs> what? It, it uses real airsoft guns that fire airsoft pellets. What do you shoot them at? At the screen. What? <laughs> it's a special type of screen that can absorb the impact of these airsoft pellets, basically similar to a BB gun, but they're like rubber bullets, right? Are you sure you didn't dream this? No, this is real. So. I Imagine don't know, this is in going to be in an arcade. People shooting airsoft pellets. What, what could possibly go wrong? There, there's a safety feature. There's a sensor on the gun. It will only fire if it's aimed at the screen. <laughs> what kind of screen is this? And what's the is point? It, <laughs> in what world? You're shooting is a real projectile. So what? <laughs> so you can you can really it be feels immersed. More like in you're it. shooting a real gun or you're shooting a real projectile at well, this airsoft. You guys have shot these. Where you you yeah. either have to like pump them really hot like do like a single pump or sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do other things like with like the back of it mm-hmm. do you think you have to do all these that? are pistols they're pistols yeah i like okay. but like time like there's already light gun games that had recoil built into the yeah. hardware yeah that's true mm-hmm. so, what's that game what's that arcade game that it shoots air out and it actually detects we played it at a california extreme mm-hmm. Is well, it old one? was it the turkey shoot one, one where feathers came up oh yes that's what it was yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm thinking of is it called turkey shoot yeah it's called turkey shoot cool Maybe. That was one question. <laughs> so why in one question? <laughs> I gave you a lot of context. Though. What's okay. their like? What's their like? Mark like? What's the pitch? The elevator pitch for like why this is shoot, a thing that shoot should... a real airsoft gun in this arcade game? Okay. What, I, I think a lot of people want to do it. What You're kind of be... screen do you shoot that absorbs bullets? Yeah. It must. Taito, <laughs> can I get a 
vest made out of this material? <laughs> yeah, you'll probably maybe you'll need so to wear scuttler. it. So like, so it's like maybe like There's gel. Like, in f- yeah, in front of yeah. a, like a screen that's further back or something. Yeah, it's something. Are we worried about the bounce with back? Like, is it going to ricochet yes. back? Yes, yeah, very. Like, I'm very. I'm worried. How far are pro- do you stand from the screen? Like, well, I concerns. need more details. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. Does, okay, have know, does the what gun if, have to be refilled? You, oh. I would imagine so. Like, they you just, probably play until you're out of bullets, and that's they just it. Just melt that gel full of bullets down at the end of the day. Um, I wonder if you can, like, if somebody tossed a coin right in front of when <laughs> you were detect- shooting, yeah. you could like ricochet and blind somebody. That's what I'm. That's what I was. That's you're most worried about. No, yeah, even though there, even though there's a safety feature, what's to stop a kid from like wandering in front of you or something? Even if here's the thing, there's nothing the to stop a kid from just wandering around with a pellet gun shooting you anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> There's just nothing. This brought back Hopefully memories. Parents. I think many, many, Hopefully. many little boys have this memory. Probably some girls too, but mostly boys have an mm. experience of an older cousin or brother or someone shooting them with a BB gun. Yeah, I had a BB gun, but I was never shot. Well, if you one. get shot by a BB gun, it doesn't like go in your skin. Yeah. You have to go to the and hospital. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, no, then the BB is just in your body for like a couple <laughs> years until Stop it comes out. Stop describing Death Stranding. <laughs> that was what I had a stepbrother who shot me with a BB gun. And the then BB that BB was in you? It was in my leg for a while. Wow. I, Maybe, was that ju- is that just is me? it still in there like I, did you get it removed no it came out eventually just of its own volition yeah yeah I'm just worked confused. its way up to his eyeball <laughs> just and he out. cried it out <laughs> if it's in there if it doesn't come out right away how does it yeah, eventually it come out i don't remember yeah, should we rush you to the hospital <laughs> no, is fine. there still a bb in your leg no maybe you walked by like a strong magnet one day and it's like think <laughs> and you're like, oh, problem solved. I feel like half my friends in school had a BB under their skin. This is Iowa. This is Iowa yeah. childhood. <laughs> is it that different in Kansas? You wouldn't think so. I had a BB gun, but my parents were very strict about how I could use it. I would have never and... been allowed to have a BB gun, but my bad kid neighbor uh, mm-hmm. had one, and yeah. uh, he would, um, he, I've never been shot by a BB gun. Uh, he would take it, and he would fill the barrel with BBs, yeah. and he'd be like, now it's a shotgun, and then they'd shoot <laughs> oh the other BB, would project <laughs> the other yeah. ones out, oh my God. and like a giant spray of death. See, this is why you can't trust kids with pellet guns. This That's is a I'm terrible idea. Yeah. So so you, yeah. were never, you were never shot with one, but like no. almost... No, he was shooting. Could have been. He was shooting other things. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm saying he would never could have ricocheted. turned it on me. All right. Because we, we had an understanding. It could have ricocheted. <laughs> Gun <laughs> Arena from Taito. Look for it in a Dave one and Buster's coin flip. <laughs> the one you. coin flip away from blindness. From death. <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Already? I was waiting for someone to say, hey, listeners. I, said I was waiting for time. Justin. Yeah. I'm just still thinking about someone somewhere made the decision. You know what kids need? A more realistic gun game. They're not realistic enough. In 2019. Enough. It needs to actually shoot something out of the barrel. This is Billy Milby. He emailed us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like you, Cam. Uh, and he says, what do you think will happen 15 years from now with legacy game patches for current games? It's the last thing you're going to be worrying about 15 years from now. <laughs> it's going to be the apocalypse. <laughs> I bought some old James Bond games on PS3 for collector's reasons, and all of them had patches to download. I was surprised they were available to download. Interesting. I know game preservation is a hot topic, and with how game patches now are often much more important than 10 years ago, it worries me about when the servers for patches go offline in X number of years. Yeah, it's a really good question. Where are you going to find fresh water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The year is 2028. 20, what? No, 2033. Call it 2035. Yeah, 20, the year is 2035. Everything mm-hmm. is Robocop. You can't play your PlayStation games anymore. Robots are cops. 
Droids, <laughs> droids are cops. But seriously, we looked up uh, when the first uh, update it's was ever for 2003, consoles, and it was for Unreal Tournament uh, on the Xbox, which is oh. really cool. And like you know, uh, press sites actually covered it. Like, oh, you're, this game is getting a patch. The first console game to get a patch. First, con- yeah, because yeah. PC it, games, of course, it, it, have been yeah. getting a patch yeah. before that. And that was like a big deal. And I remember Nintendo at the time was like, we're never doing that. And then yeah. throughout the Wii area, the era, they didn't, they didn't do it, and they had broken games <laughs> sometimes. It's just, and it's really funny to think that. But uh, what I was going to say though is that uh, those games, even going back to that era, like you know, you would never be able to get that patch now. Those, it, that, even that first, it was round really reading that story. So, you know, we were. Re- I'm sure it was written up all over. We were reading on Geek.com, like, mm-hmm. oh, an X a con- game console is getting a patch, and then. Yeah. All the comments were like really like it was really amazing at how good a bead they had on it. Some people are like, they're going to be releasing unfinished <laughs> games. Like it's going to give them a license to like, yeah. you know, but then other people were like, no, it's a good thing. It's going to allow the life of games to be extended and like mm. fix up issues. And I'm like, you know, for a comments in 2003, I'm like, mm-hmm. they kind of had it spot on, like yeah. the good and the bad of like yeah. what this would enable developers to do. Yeah. Um, but thinking about what it's going to be like in the future, trying to play games like that, uh, two ideas come to mind. First of all, pretty much everything gets a re-release now, Mm. right? Even like obscure 16 bit era games like, uh, out of this world and flashback got nice new releases now. That's true. Or even stuff you didn't think we didn't think could come back. Like Aladdin or Lion King. Aladdin or Bag. So it's like, that's nice that things get re-releases. And then also contemporary games get those editions where it's like all in one where it's like all the DLC is on this one disc now. And like, Mm. I really like those. Like that's a really good archival thing because it has the DLC and stuff and it's just like, you can just play it all in one place. Yeah. I wish that would just be the end result of every game, but what it's about going to be? What about the right to see or experience the unpatched version of yep. the game? You can't, you can't, you can't play That's, Peter Dinklage Destiny. Doesn't exist. You can't play. That's PT. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, those are interesting. Can't play. Well, yeah, <laughs> they solved this with World of Warcraft, but for a long time, it's like you know, wow. Uh, like with Cataclysm, they redid the game, and you couldn't experience old classic World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, but I wonder what this. What, like, will emulation be able to help with this? I actually, I don't know the answer to that. It's like, you know, I, right now you can really easily emulate everything up to, to like PS1 era and 64 games are still difficult to emulate. So I would imagine like 15 years from now, you're just going to be able to, like, will your RetroPie have PS3 games on it? You'll yeah, just be I mean, able that, to emulate that's actually those. A, like, a heartening way to look at it because when you uh, are looking at the oldest things emulated, arcade MAME emulators, like, mm. they have all the versions of the ROMs for those yeah. boards and stuff. And it's like, there's, there's all these, you know, there's multiple versions of Donkey Kong. There's, like, a four-stack board and a two-stack board. Like, those are all emulated. So, mm. yeah, that's a good point. But people have to dump the ROMs. I don't even know. Like, our games today, like, do modern games have... ROM images. They're I don't em- even. They're know. on PC. I mean, they're <laughs> emulating Switch games. Like we don't yeah. condone. Like you know, please buy your games. Developers sure. work hard on them, but it's not. This is not something relegated to like crazy old yeah. games. No. Like anyway, I just I don't I don't know what it means for emulation. Like w- if they have uh, a patched James Bond PS3 game today, do they can they get that ROM image? Can they dump yeah. it and can do they distribute online? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm glad you know, you put your PS3 game into your console and then it was patched up and playable. Like that's a really good reader service. I'm a little surprised. Like what business case could there possibly be to like keeping that server online? You know, like there's nothing. Yeah. All right. These are all going to (laughs) disappear. Let's move on. Whoa. Yeah. This is going to last about 15 seconds. (laughs) Some really, uh, chunky bass sounds in it. This is Jackal on the NES, by the way. It's the intro. 
What was? What, what are those sounds? <laughs> what are those sounds, Sam? Is that, a, is that a bird? I don't, I, probably some sort of like a. It's Jackal is a game where you you drive like an ATV. No, so. it's a jeep. It's an army it's jeep. A jeep, and it's two player at once. And the greatest thing is that at, at the end of every level, it has uh, all the men standing around the jeep, and they have a map out, and they're saying here. This <laughs> <laughs> is one cutscene for every level where they're trying to figure out where to go. I like that baseline map here. I like it too. Um, this is Abel from Portugal. First of all, love the show. Game Spook was the first episode I've seen on YouTube. I'm a usual podcast listener. Mm. It was fun adding faces to the voices. I can't believe Mark Medina's hair is blue. My first console was a Sega Mega Drive with Sonic the Hedgehog. I've been an avid gamer since. My question is regarding game music. Ever since you started playing retro game music and the transitions of your segments, I've been more and more eager to play the games from which the music plays on your show. I've only recently started paying attention to the music in games, although every time a song plays like Green Hill Zone or older Final Fantasy battle songs, I 100% recognize it. When did music become an important part of your game experience? Mm. Do you play every game with the music on? Good question. Mm. I've been debating lately it, whether like this eight bit music all slaps so hard, and yeah. I'm like, is it just my nostalgia, or is it actually like bomb ass music? And I, I don't. I, Tina, I don't. do you think it's bomb ass music? Some of them. Some of them. Okay. Okay. So a little bit of column A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always play games with music on, and uh, I was always I, I even liked the music as a kid. In my NES games, I would get out my tape recorder and put it up to the TV speaker and record the music in games like Wizards and Warriors. Whoa, that's so I could really sweet. To it, uh, that's really away cool. from uh, when I wasn't playing. And then when I got my first guitar at 15, one of the first things I did was like learn how to play Mega Man melodies mm. on it. So I've never, always been into the music. I, I always like turned off the music at a certain, like there was a, like I, I remember when I was a kid and like Sonic two and three came out, I thought I was like listening to the radio or music wherever mm-hmm. we were playing for whatever reason. And then I, that carried through like right until games had dialogue. And then I was like, okay, well I got to listen to these games now. I don't know. I always liked listening to other music and now mm-hmm. I would never do that. Yeah. It depends yeah. on the game. I think like, um, mm-hmm. if it's, if the music is pretty repetitive and it's not changing like Dungeon to Dungeon or something, then... Like what? I'll, dungeon to Dungeon. I was thinking like oh. Link's Awakening where there's just a lot of like, you're in one area, here's what the music is, and you kind of get the point, and you're back in that area for a 20th time. Hmm. Um, but if I go somewhere where it's significant or there's a cutscene, I'll certainly turn the volume back up because I like to multitask and listen to music or um, or watch some of our videos to catch up on our content because, man, we post a lot, so on That's and true. so forth. Um, but I guess I would say for the other parts of that question... I would say music has been significant to me when it's telling about like, oh, like the intensity of the music is indicating that there's going to be a boss fight or like water level music is always really specific. It Mm -hmm. seems like it's it has a certain melody that most of them do. So it's it's kind of a, a reminiscent of things that have been difficult in water level. So I like that. It's like little cues, little story or environment cues. Mm. I uh, feel like we have like an obligation to listen to sound now as critics. So that's, that's another reason why I like, don't just always turn it off. I want to get like a sense for like what it is. And like in general, I, I don't at all now, but um, I, I, I just realized I was one contradiction was like death stranding doesn't really have ambient music. It has like a little bit of it. And I actually just read an article about that, which is interesting, but that was a game where like I, it was, I was doing such tedious things that I enjoy that I enjoyed doing, like running things back and forth a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is people will tell you is the whole game, but it's not. Um, but I was doing this as a side quest and I was definitely listening to music and I even listened to like NPR and podcasts and stuff during some of that, but I had to do it. I was com- compelled to do it. I don't, By my brain, I don't multitask when I play a game. I'm focused wholly on the game, mm-hmm. you know, all the music, all the visuals. I'm not checking my phone. I'm actually the same when we're watching TV shows or watching movies. Um, 
I don't know if that's like something about, uh, I just, I don't like to do it. You know, I, my phone is put away whenever no, I'm I got watching. my phone there for cut scenes. Nah, <laughs> see, I, I'm always focused. Loading. I'm always loading. focused on holy, loading. whatever piece of media is in front of me. The loading, uh, the respawn loading times are kind of long in Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, unless you fall off a cliff yes. and you're just like right back on the yeah. top. Oh, but that's, then those are that's nice That's a little bit speedy. different. It's not reloading. It's yeah, been really interesting. <clears throat> You know, the older I get to see video game music, like it felt like this, you know, sort of nerdy thing in gaming used to be a little bit of a nerdy hobby and now it's not. And now we see that my generation are now adults and are music producers and, um, you know, are now kind of running a lot of things and seeing, you know, 8-bit blips and bloops and a lot of that sound and a lot of that culture seep into the radio and it's all over and it's in like top 10 music and i wonder like you know people like my i have a lot of sisters that don't play games i'm like are they even aware that like a lot of this stuff owes its roots to like you know chiptune Mm. stuff Mm. you know it's everywhere now and it's really gratifying and cool in my opinion i guess not music but for sound design um there's little elements like you know if you see the exclamation point in metal gear like you you just yeah (laughs) you just hear it immediately so that kind of association is really cool too oh yeah burned in your brain the zelda secret jingle yeah yeah yeah, I like how they play on that in every game. In the last Zelda game, we, we talked about this when we had our Zelda conversation, but like all, well, a lot of that music was like a single string quartet and it was so pretty. It was like, you can do NES or Game Boy songs with mm. about three or four instruments, right? Yeah. So those include drums in the NES, but those also have a pitch. So uh, that works so perfectly to orchestrate that way. So I like that games can like put on like full audio and like really play with it now. Remember but, when Banjo-Kazooie did that where it like changed from place to place, mm-hmm. like changed yeah. instrumentation? It's amazing. Right? There's a PS4 theme that's like Final Fantasy um, moving through the the menus, mm-hmm. just the little, like little ding. That's cool. Yeah. yeah where did so when you swipe around, I saw that recently. That's so cool. It's really cute. I like those themes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, moving on. That's Jackal. That's the here screen. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Kev from Sheffield. What the hell is up with Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD? He's asking the real questions. Now I'm mature enough to know that a huge part of my disappointment with this game is self-inflicted. I should have read up on it. However, why would anyone want a Monkey Ball game that doesn't have monkey bowling, monkey golf, or billiards, and has an inferior version of Monkey Target? I picked the game up presuming it would have these, as these were some of the best bits of the original, and I wanted to play it with my little girl on the Switch, as despite not quite being three, she loves playing and seeing the minigames on GameCube. Wow. The single player seems fine. However, I have already decided this is going on eBay as I want to get as much money back as possible. Anyway, what are the sequels or games in the series that are most disappointing to you? Well, I thought this was just a, <laughs> a letter written to Justin for a second there. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of tweets about Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Pear was playing it. I have mixed feelings about it yeah. because, you know, Monkey Ball was dead, right? So I'm pleased to see this franchise that I love so much come back from the dead, uh, you know, and get another chance at life. But... Um, I do not trust any monkey ball game that has a jump button. Wow. Interesting. I don't trust a jump button. What? They added a jump button or was this just always in this one? Yeah. This was like the seventh one. This was the Wii one that had a waggle. Like you could, you could waggle the controller up to jump and now it's just a button. But Damon, what game do you not trust with a jump button? Uh, Zelda's up there. (laughs) Zelda, but the best Zelda game has has a jump button. Buying a commando. Buying a commando. That's right. (laughs) And I was going to say, that's one of the most disappointing sequels ever made. That's true. Bionic Commando Rearmed 2. Yeah, because it should have, I mean, Bionic Commando Rearmed, I think, was the best game of that era. What's the actual disappointing sequels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got a list. Wow. And like, I didn't even, I had this before Teenage the show. The list. <laughs> that's true. I have a list also. <laughs> <laughs> Aha. Uh, no, I, I definitely wanted to bring up the Wii era. 
Ah. Uh, everything that got a sequel on Wii, for the most part, was really bad. Metroid Prime 3? Um, yeah, Metroid Prime 3 was so disappointing because Metroid oh. Prime was the most beautiful, amazing, cutting-edge game. And yeah, then the really Wii was, was just like, oh, we're going to knock this back to, you know, before yeah. that even in its yeah. graphics. It was so disappointing. And then that happened with uh, other games in the, the Wii also. Or Other M. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, but I was going to say, all the Zeldas, like all the Zeldas on Wii, um, I know mm. like a lot of people like Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess, but those games suck compared to Breath <laughs> of the Wild. They're just terrible. Yeah, they really. And, and they were they were disappointing. After Ocarina of Time was like a really good game, and they just did they didn't do a good job. After Wind Waker. After Wind Waker too. I love yeah. Wind Waker. Yeah, it's a good point. Tina. Um. So topically, I did not play Battlefront Two, but mm. given the structure of that game and how disappointing it was and what a disaster it was, that seems like a pretty good, mm. yeah. solid answer to this question. Yeah. So I'm gonna put that forth. Okay. Everybody knows my feelings on Dead Space Three. I feel yeah, at that's this another point. one. Yeah. yeah, thought about that one for sure. Does Andromeda count? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah I have as like a too. sequel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean even Mass it Effect killed 3 the for franchise. Some yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's like a pretty bad sequel <laughs> to, to end the no series. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. I have a mean one oh. um, <laughs> that people don't agree with me on, but I'm very passionate about the Arkham series. I think nothing has been even close to being a good game after Arkham Asylum. Mm. I think Arkham City is just bad, and I think it, they only got worse from there. But I love Arkham Asylum. I love Arkham Asylum too. I also mm-hmm. enjoyed City and mm-hmm. Night, but Asylum's my favorite by a long shot. I like City more, and I feel like that used to be more of a split debate, right? Like you were either on Team Asylum or Team City. I think it still is. There's lots of City well, fans. But I feel like Asylum is kind of like, you know, the consensus has now That's sort true. of rallied around that, in my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. feel like you hear as many City supporters anymore. There's, that, there's more games like City now, so I yeah. think That's that it point. became less unique, and then there's nothing like Asar- Asylum still. It's like Metroid Prime, Jedi Fallen Order, and this. I did not wow. prep uh, anything for this show in advance, but in, in cool. thinking about it, um, a, a lot of sequels struggled in the transition from 2D to 3D. So you saw a lot of weird, disappointing stuff in that PS1, PS2, and 64 mm-hmm. era. Castlevania 64, yeah, Castlevania. Um, just all kinds of weird stuff like yeah. that. Every Mega Man after three. Yeah, you know the Mega Man Legends. <laughs> Four, five, like, and six are perfectly fine. What about everything after that even? <laughs> yeah, well, then you start getting a little... Ew. And then there are exceptions, like, you know, Zelda and Mario obviously transitioned to 3D really gracefully and yeah. successfully, um, but that's they're the exception, not the rule. That's true. It's the 3D um, Rayman games. Although Capcom did announce recently that Mega Man 11 sold over a million copies, which is surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is a lot. That's good. Uh, 64 games, uh, Shadowgate 64 mm. was uh, an incredible disappointment to me because Shadowgate on NES is one of my favorite games of all time. It's like so colorful and weird and quirky and fun. And there's all these different creatures that you're constantly encountering. And then Shadowgate 64 is a 3D game that's ugly as sin that you, and you just wander around a vacant, empty castle where nothing ever happens. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that it? Yeah. Couple, couple more questions. Oh, I like this music. This is the overworld music from Jaws. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I owned this game when I was a kid. I did, too. <laughs> Could not figure it out. Me neither. Uh, this is Rob from Detroit. Says, Justin warned us that he is Black Friday Justin. Yeah. He also mentioned something about evenings. What does that mean? Does Black Friday make him nervous? Does he have some second retail night job? The public <laughs> needs to know. Kinda. No, uh, I over <laughs> second retail night job. I like that take. Let's go. Oh, Black Friday. <laughs> Gotta go open up a GameStop. <laughs> I'm the night manager. <laughs> San Francisco is so expensive, y'all. Yeah. Uh, no, great. I run IGN's commerce content and deal content. And so on Black Friday, you know, Seth Macy and Eric Song and Chris Reed and myself are working really, really hard to look at Walmart and Amazon and Target and all the other retailers and sort of compile on IGN.com all the best 
deals and who's got the best prices. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's no shortcut or way around that except like put in the time and be online and working. So, Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's not that different than E3 in that it's equal parts excitement and dread. Like Mm. it's a lot of work. It's also a lot of fun. And, you know, we like to win and be first and, you know, and, you know, (laughs) service our readers with the latest. Q4 Justin. It's really like, I I know this was intended to be a very quick question. Q4 sounds for quarter four of the year. The last thing I'll add is like, you know, before I had this job I had now, like, oh, Black Friday, like everything's really cheap. Right. Mm. But like now. And I ran it. (laughs) And yeah, the wiki wiki thing. That's that's a hundred percent true. You know, my Black Friday. Was, I only hired Canadian freelancers. Yeah, we have one. Um, when, they don't uh, celebrate oh, Thanksgiving, there you so go. they would just work right through that that, that time, which is really convenient. Yeah. The uh, now that I live and breathe it, and I'm paying attention very very closely to what's happening when it's very fascinating to see like everybody will have a game for like thirty five bucks, and then one retailer has it for twenty five, and then an hour later, all the other ones have it for twenty five. So mm. they're all just like it's this big standoff where they're all watching each other and it's always targets the cheapest. And then Walmart and Amazon have to match target. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. That's just, that's just the nature of black Friday. Yeah. It's really, they're all like, it's like that sort of gamesmanship from like a corporate level is just fascinating to me. I would, I would have guessed that like Walmart, Walmart or Amazon, yeah, same, could, same. but they do sometimes. And then, you know, some price match and some don't. And like, sometimes I think one retailer makes something super cheap just to put the screws to another one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, all right, one more question. Warfare. This is Willem in Los Angeles. Says, greetings, Omega Cops. I'm a very long-time listener, but first-time writer. After hundreds of episodes, I just had to write in and ask the question. I'm sure it's on everyone's minds. What does Sam's mind palace look like? Mm. He enters it nearly every episode, yet we've never gotten a description <laughs> from him of his mind crib. Maybe he can give us a walkthrough. I explained this before, I think. Um, <laughs> if you uh, Google actually looked into my mind palace and used it to make their little strips of games when you search like every NES game box art and then it brings it up and you can like go to the right. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like. I actually just imagine it being like in a really old timey library, but it's just cartridges yeah. stacked yeah. up mm-hmm. high and you're just like ra- rifling through piles. That's basically it. And they're just like magically whipping in front of me because <laughs> I, I, I do. I'm not. This is not a real thing, kind of. But uh, I'm like a very visual memory person. So like if I can. If I can think, like, that's why I was asking about the skeletons in the box art for the Uninvited. Like, I've yeah. seen that game, yeah. and I know what it is. I just have to visually, like, match the, the box art to the name. And so, like, I've seen every single NES game a lot. And so, like, I, I, if I can like, kind of, like, look mm-hmm. at the wall of cartridges, either on their, their spines, then I know, like, the company and, you know, the make and the year and stuff like that. I can, like, put that all together. But I need to be able to see it a little bit first. I know that makes no sense. I'm sorry. That no, totally I think it does. That no, that totally makes sense. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Tina and I have said before that we have an affliction where, like, like I know a lot about video games. It's my career. I've been playing them my whole life. It's my primary hobby. But when I'm prompted hmm. with a specific question, like, what game next year are you looking forward to? I forget uh, every video it's game. like deer in headlights. Yeah, like, they're like, what? If they're like, name a video game, I'm like, I can't. What? I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I need to like see, I need to like see, and then if I see a list, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. these 15 games. Mm. Like, but then... <laughs> I, I, I you do, do pretty well at 20 questions, though. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, oh. ooh, that brings us to video game 20 ooh, questions. I like this. Yeah. This is underwater music, Tina? Yeah, it does seem it. Except it's not. Aw. This is level zero on the Philips CDI version of Tetris. <laughs> it could be underwater. It could be it underwater. It needs a couple more like sparkly tunes to yeah. it, just here and there. This is so smooth. First, this is definitely an underwater level. Yeah. I'm not even like taking this as, yeah. uh, as an argument. <laughs> Mario 64. Underwater Tetris? Wetris. Maybe that's what Wetris oh. is. <laughs> We had a question about like Wetris recently. Uh, our suggestion this week comes from Evan Jarecki in Atlanta, Georgia. 
let the questioning begin. Is this a spooky game? Um, it's not October anymore. That's fine. What if it is? Mm, what if it's look, a see, game? he would have said yes immediately. Is it a spooky game? I, yeah, it definitely has spooky elements to it. Maybe it's a survival game. <laughs> yeah. Well, like a Daisy, which is not spooky, but could, is. Could be Minecraft. It could be Minecraft. Does this game have a winter level? Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a resounding no. Journey? <clears throat> could be Journey. That has a winter level. No. What? It's all deserty. Oh, no, you're the end. You're yeah. Oh, do you get up high yeah. on the mountain? Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> well, I don't remember every level in Journey. I just remember yeah. the desert for so a long time. Yeah, exactly. And you leave your little buddy behind. Bong Ripper 420 that you've been journeying <laughs> with for two hours. You just leave him back there. Plus, that game could be spooky because that could be a ghost playing with you. <laughs> That's why Damon had to think about it so mm-hmm. hard. That's why you had to think about it. Okay. It's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> yeah. but, but he said no. He said emphatic no. That's true. He did. Yeah, that's true. All right. Is this game uh, like 2D? Is it a 2D game? God damn it. Uh, does it... Is your character a... Do you... I don't even know how What's to... What's the problem with asking if question. it's a 2D game? Because you don't know what 2D means? Sam, I know what 2D means. I'm trying to think if this is a 2D game. Oh, okay. Why don't you just... We're going to ask the question. Great. Because uh, I know Damon doesn't like it. Yeah, it's the running joke. It does trip me up. This game... Man, I don't know. I I refuse to answer the question. <laughs> Did this game release? Uh, is this a 16-bit game? No. Oh man, I'm losing it. That was so great. Is, it, is this a platform exclusive? No. <laughs> multiplat guys, multiplat. All right. Um, is this from before 2000? No. That's five. Okay. Uh, did this game release on a retail disc or, or like, could you buy it in a store? I don't think so. Yeah, it did, it's okay. Is this available on Steam? Yes. Is there multiplayer? No. Mm. You don't know if it's 2D? <laughs> I mean, That's why, well, no, but the reason, I, the reason I, I, I asked if it was a retail game is because I'm picturing something like a, uh, like a Castle Crashers or something that has a 3D plane that you can sort of or walk isometric. through. Yeah, oh, but it's still like, yeah. Top down? Yeah. Binding of Isaac or something? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm, is it an indie game? Yes. Nice. Is it top down? No. That's 10. Is it a side scroller? It does. The action scrolls from side to side, yes. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. But it's not multiplayer. It's single player only. It's not Enter the Gungeon. Hmm. <laughs> Is it on current gen? Yes. Is it a Metroidvania? No. I don't think Um, so. I feel like it would be useless to ask if it's part of a series, if it's an indie game, because maybe not. Yeah. No, I I would ask that. We have, what, seven seven questions left? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Steam, a game that was also either on or ported to current gen consoles, indie, (laughs) No winter level at all. <laughs> no, no multiplayer. Uh, has some. It's got some spooky parts to it. It's scrolly. Without yeah. being a Metroidvania, I mean, I think that's well, kind I of figured the scrolly thing is like you can go backwards, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. That's, that's why the was... Metroidvania thing. I yeah, thought, yeah. You know, but it could also just be a linear game that you can go forward and backwards. Should we go art style? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. That was I was going to say. I was going to say, is it artsy? Do you think he'll answer that? Oh, that's <laughs> that's hard. That's like eye of the beholder. Yeah. Would you answer that question? 
You want? Is it artsy? Yeah, he wants. No, what, before can you, you ask define it, artsy. What if he it's Mark of the if, Ninja? If yeah. you want, because he loves that game. Well, I think Limbo or something. I think that's I thought artsy. that, but that's that's but, spooky for sure. And also, Limbo's clearly I artsy. Lim- yeah, but we didn't ask the question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Damon thinks it. Okay. Um, is this a is this a critics game or a people's game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was this critically acclaimed? For the most part, yeah. Ooh, for the most part. We're not getting this one. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it, it didn't get any nines, okay. Mention all the indie games you've ever heard of, and we'll see if the hack works. <laughs> Braid. Go. Yeah, this but is then, what you guys are good then, at. <laughs> Speaking extemporaneously with lists of games, right? All right. All right. Go to your mind palace. Okay. Uh, it could Christine be. is just going to be this big, you know, white like stock yeah. of gray yeah. names. Yeah. Could all be the way down. <laughs> Starting with the A's, I'll be explosion, like, go Explosion man. Um, I guess we could ask if you play as a human. Do you play as a human? Yes. Still could be Mark that of the Ninja. That is 15. Jesus. That's Jaws. That's Jaws. Loud Jaws. Yeah, it's very loud. Oh, it's not it's loud very to me. Sorry, it's not loud to me. Sorry, it's loud to me. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I don't think it's Mark of the Ninja, though, because that's there's no way to interpret that except being 2D. Yeah, but we didn't ask the question. Yeah, Damon was a little ambiguous about it. Because he wasn't made to answer. Because no, I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Do you think for Mega game. Man Two is three D or two no. D? No, I, sorry, I didn't mean two D. I meant like he said it's side scrolly. He's like, oh, it's kind mm-hmm. of side scrolly. The action Mark, Mark scrolls is totally it's side scrolly. Yeah, you're right. So it's not Fez. We know that. Man, how good was Wait, Fez? Could it be Fez? Could be Fez. It's not. I mean, it's kind of like we've not had just Fez side before. Scrolly. First of all, so. oh, then but it probably no, no. Be. He never he ever checks. <laughs> There's no bearing. <laughs> Um, if only I still. Well, asked that would be an interesting because it's, it wasn't necessarily critically acclaimed. Do you solve puzzles? No, in you, this game? no, you, no, 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 because okay, you're okay. human. Fez you're not not, a, what? Yeah, you play as a human, not in Fez. In, in this game. game, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, in Fez, you're definitely <laughs> you're de- a little. That's what I'm saying. You're a little monster boy. Exactly. I don't know what you. Well, are. you're not a monster boy. All right, let's let's. let's it's kind of a little. <laughs> is it okay to ask if you solve puzzles? Not even for Fez. Like I was I mean, thinking, yeah, like Braid is a game that has like puzzles to solve. Mark of the Ninja. Or I mean. N plus. Mm-hmm. Um, are there yeah. puzzles? Are there puzzles? I, I'm, I think so. So it's pretty not sure. based on it. We get it. We get. We lose a question when you say I think so. What do you mean? You don't lose a question. Yeah, you just do. put your thumb up. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get I'm that? Pretty can sure we get that one. You back? didn't answer put the question. <laughs> yes, I did. Pretty sure. We can get yes or no. <laughs> wow. Great. Uh, do you have weapons? No. Okay, so it has to be. Wait, wait, it's a maybe puzzle game. So what? Uh, well, I didn't say it's a puzzle game. I said maybe puzzle. But hold on. No, I said I think you so. If so there are some puzzle elements. If maybe you, you're just driving around or flying around. But if you think you solve puzzles, but there's no weapons, what are you doing in this game? What are you doing in this game? I don't know what you're doing in this game. <laughs> Exploring, like, is maybe it just a narrative story? Maybe it's it unusual. Like, is it like oxen free or something? Maybe what, you, good... maybe what you do in this game is unusual for a video game. You're just talking to people. You're just walking. It's not around. mist. It's not. You think it's like flower or something? Yeah, something like that's something. not. No, you play though. as a human. I think it's what? limbo. What? What's... No, because that has spooky elements, and he said no. No, he said it, there's. He said it's spooky. Yeah, spooky elements. It could oh. just be like You're a not, walking. This game isn't going to scare anybody, but the setting is it black and white. It could, it could, no, the game is not black. It could be V, 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 V. That's so obscure. I don't think it would be that. We only have two more left. I reviewed that. Game's great. I've never played it. Have we mentioned the name of this game yet? You would like it. (laughs) Have you mentioned the name of this game yet? No. 
no, no, no. You haven't. Maybe we should have gone like developer or something too. I, I mean, know, it's hard with indie. If it's a game yeah. where you're doing something unusual, or like atypical for a video game, it's almost certain that I have played it. You guys did okay, really, side you guys, scrolly. You never really honed in on the spooky. current gen. You knew it was a on current gen platforms, yeah. but you were talking about a lot of last gen games like oh, Fez we and were. Explosion we Man, were, we were. And Limbo, and all that stuff. But I could, I figured it could be one of those things where it's like also downloadable on current yeah. gen. This was released on like Market the Ninja. Okay, so gen. it was the follow up question would have been, did it make its debut on current gen? Which right. we screwed up. I feel like we should know this because it's yeah. it'll be narrative based. Damon's, or, Damon's really is it trained. untitled Goose Game? No, that's not side scrolling. It is. Not really, you walk up and down and all around. It's spooky AF. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, and that, that's true. It has no spooky elements. No, the goose is terrifying. Eh. But you are the goose. He's a menace. You're He's the not, yeah. You're the yes. menace. Well, then the gardener's terrifying. A little bit actually. Comes running. I'll give like, you shoot. one final hint, please. Uh, there is definitely not a winter level because where this game takes place, <gasps> oh. there would never ever be a, a winter hint. level. That was such a good hint. I mean, is so um, it's the does. It, I mean, that that does sound like Journey, but that's multiplayer. It's a it's, it's a jungle game. Mm. Jungle or desert yeah. or lava, hell or volcano. Beach. Maybe it's the after party. Mm, you play as a human. You don't have weapons, right? That was what that was. Sure, let's go for it. I don't know. I feel it's, bad about it. No, you do it. Is it after party? Ah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I thought right, that I was not going to be the case. With a big with a big assist, it is after party. Wow. I did say oxen free. I was going to say, I think no. we you just, just started playing the, the game. That's huh? so cool. I know. Yeah, oh, I, didn't, I, just I didn't hear you guys say after party well, until we just I said now. after party. We did say oxen free. I mean, no, just I didn't say after party. We said oxen free, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, you don't chew weapons. Skin of our teeth. And you do a lot of wow. drinking. Uh, yep. I assume you solve puzzles at some point in this adventure game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's considered 2D or not. <laughs> what know. is it, Tina? I, I don't know. It's, it's like you. 3D. No, never say Thank I don't you. know after Damon does. I Thank mean, you. genuinely, though, because yeah. they're like, I think they're 3D models, Cell but shaded. they're in a like exactly. 2D environment. Mm-hmm. But the characters are, yeah. So It's it is, meant to look cartoony, though, right? Uh, definitely cartoony. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. just not. Mm-hmm. Okay. How would you have answered the, um, is it, what was it, artsy? Mm-hmm. How would you have answered that? Oh, is yeah. it artsy? Uh, that's totally subjective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I that's think what I was deaf thinking. artsy. I think the idea there is yeah. that it's not. It's like a, a, mm-hmm. a, a designy game instead right. of a realistic game. I completely okay, agree. Okay, so is Borderlands artsy? No. Borderlands is the exact opposite of artsy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, because the <laughs> cel-shadedness so can't be. It's bro-y. Yeah. Right. It's the but that's totally But then, subjective. But both of them are cel-shaded? Yeah, is what you're no, saying. No, artsy so is like, not about the art style. Like, it's about the compared to Call of, yes. compared to Call of Duty, Borderlands Three is artsy. But what if Call okay. of Duty were cel shaded? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's too that's, artsy. It's like <laughs> too look, artsy. Like art, like Jedi Fallen Order, strong game of the year candidate, not artsy. Like mm. it's mass market AAA. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, but that's why I asked. You, what do you mean by artsy? If you mean Untitled Goose Game, is this artsy. game not mass market, not a AAA game, not yeah. meant for the a wide audience I guess that I would, starts to make more sense I would say like non-realistic graphics mm-hmm. like not aiming for the realistic graphics thing is Call of Duty even I art? Guess. all video games are art what a thing to get or into right at the end of the show here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway thank you for the suggestion that was from Evan Jarecki in Atlanta Georgia don't at me Evan don't get to add, you don't get to at Sam uh, that is all the scoops we have for this week hopefully everybody can uh, check out Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order this weekend I think it's a really good video game 
what are we going to call it? Jedi foe? Jedi phone. Yeah. Jedi. Star Wars Jedi. We've been Fallen just saying Jedi. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's Internally. no way to confuse that with anything else. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Play that Jedi game. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Is it going to be, so what do we think? So like how the Batman games are all Arkham something. Mm. Yeah. Is this going to be like Fallen something else? Or is it going to mm. be Fallen Order 2? Is it going to mm. be something else order? Yeah. yeah. Revival of the order. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like shadow, unf- rise unfallen. of the order, rise of the order, shadow of the order. Yeah, or like you know, there is a there was a shadow of Mordor. Yeah, mm-hmm. shadow, like, shadow of the Tomb Raider. What's going to be their word? Is it yeah. order or is it fallen? Oh, well, it can't be Jedi. Yeah, that'd be silly, right? It's definitely Jedi. It's going to be Jedi. It's got to be Jedi. It's going to be Jedi. <laughs> you want to play as someone who's not a Jedi? Yeah, Jedi colon insert order. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's a different order. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Risen order. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a little scary. Uh, is that a spooky uh, game? Uh, which one? Atch Party? No, uh, <laughs> Je- Jedi Fallen Order. No, not a spooky game. Because you cut rats in half. Yeah. Wait, like, so right, after Party right, is their a brains spooky game? Just I mean, it's set in hell with demons. Yeah, so but they're all said, goofy, and they're yeah, like, hey, that's what's why up, bro? I think this game is not going yeah. to scare you, but yeah. there are spooky elements. Okay. I think the concept of hell is meant to scare people. Kind of the whole point. All right, that is all the scoops we have for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tina. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Let me tell you how I get to work, I get into my car Drive it out to Arlington, don't even think about it anymore Sit in traffic with the other jerks, take exit 44 Drive a half mile underground and then I go to war man
Aren't you same as all the rest? Everything in black and white except your summer dress. Smiling for the camera, but I have to let you go. I thought it would be different in the Virginia underground. They said I'd make a difference. They said I should be proud. I wish I could remember, but I am not allowed. You'll never know what hit you. I'll never make a sound. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.